0: Hello, podcasters, it's Julie Story. Welcome back to another episode. This is a place where I tell you just real life stories. I try and keep it real, keep it raw. And I got to be honest with you, this is the third time I try to report re- re- not starting over again, okay? We're going to leave report in there. This is the third time I've tried to record this podcast. The last time uh, my neighbor boy came to the door and rang the doorbell right in the middle. I think from now on, I'm just going to leave that stuff in there. Because this is like real life. Like boss babying and can not not being able to say the word record is the life that we're living. That, that's just what we're doing. But in in light of what I want to talk about, I, like, I set the mood a little bit for myself. I turn on the twinkling like Christmas lights and I have a candle here. Also have a coffee mug that is a unicorn because this podcast is going to be magical. Um, not in the way that um not in the way where everything in the story goes great. Uh but this one is very this this is a vulnerable, this is a very vulnerable podcast. I know we've talked about this stuff before and like I go to those deep places. This is this is going to be one because I want to tell you the story of my journey of being a writer. And the reason why I want to share this with you is because listen. Boss babes, we all have a dream, okay? I don't care if you are just a mama and that's what you do. And you're just raising up these little kings and queens. Like you have a dream and I have a dream. And like we we all as women, we have these dreams. And I think what happens is we get really used to, especially with social media, we see other babes um, dreams coming true and we only hear that moment like the mo- it's like the almost like the gender reveal moment where you're like all of a sudden you're just like oh my gosh it's a girl or a boy isn't that great and then 3 seconds later like oh i just delivered my baby and we're just sitting over here going um yeah so the my dream journey hasn't been quite that fast and it hasn't been quite that easy and so i just feel like I just want to share it with you because it's so easy on social media to like look at the things going on in other babes lives and, and to see their successes and feel like mine is not happening that way. Like my journey is not that way and that's hard. And so I just thought, well, let me just be honest with you about my journey because what I think is really amazing is that when we invite people into the middle of our journey, we not only give them hope, we not only let people like feel relatable, like relate to us, but we also give them permission to like not have an overnight success. Because overnight success success is not even a real thing. I need to calm down because I can't even pronounce words right now. So um, this is a story behind the story and not like not like my story, not like my whole history. You guys are getting pieces of that every podcast. Shout out. I think this is podcast number 23. Um, officially made 91 cents as of today. So I am like, I'm on my way. I am on my way and I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> so here I am. But um, I wanted to share with you more about my life because I feel like I have spent so much time alone having a dream having something that i want to have happen and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen in the way that everybody else's dream happens so i'm just going to share it all with you okay so um this is a no judgment zone and i'm just saying that for my own protection because i don't want to be judged <laughs> and i'll judge you and you'll not judge me and that's okay so this is what happened so I am an author. So I've written two like business books um, in my journey of being a brand specialist. So I wrote one that was about branding and then I wrote another one that was just about like content, copywriting. But um, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that I am supposed to write. Like I just, I have it in me and I know that like I have just had heard from God. It's been confirmed by God. Like this is my thing. Writing is my thing. And I love it, right? So here I am, and um, I've actually been writing since I was 10 years old. Oh my goodness, my dog is barking. Literally leaving it in, because this is, we're just doing it, okay? The dog's barking, he's probably barking at the neighbor kid. If the doorbell rings, so help me, it is staying in the podcast. (laughs) That's why you're here, because you like this kind of stuff. You like the real rolliness. Okay, so I was 10 years old, and I started writing this novel. And I started writing, not the one I'm going to talk to you about in a minute, but I started writing a novel and it was really helpful it was a really helpful way for me to process like my life and my emotions and it wasn't those moments you know as when you have kids um and they like are obsessed with something for like three and a half seconds you remember our phase of like loving lisa frank stickers and that was actually longer than a phase let's be honest but you know you like they just it's like a flash in the pan kind of thing this wasn't that for me i started writing and i would just constantly go back to the computer it was like a big you know screen computer like an old windows that had like the floppy disk drive and had a little sticker on the font that was like julie's you know stuff i can't find it for life of me if i find this story that i wrote when i was 10 i'm just gonna be like so late it's one of my like asks to god like please let me for somehow find this story but i haven't found it so i used to write when i was 10 and like i started my first business when i was 10 this is a side story you don't know yet i um collected beanie babies shout out to the kids growing up in like the 90s and 2000s and i started knitting hats and scarves for Beanie babies and jima uh jima sold her painting stuff at craft shows so i grew up around my my grandmother being an entrepreneur boss babe like with her little craft you know set up at the craft shows and i would knit beanie baby hats and scarves and sell them that was the beginning of my entrepreneur life when I was 10 as well. So I was writing and entrepreneuring since I was 10. So fast forward to now, um, you and I had kids, one of the things that was really important to me was education and helping them fall in love with literature. I remember reading my first novel when I fell in love with reading. It was James and the Giant Peach. I love that book. That was the first book that I like just I fell in love with reading and I would lay on the floor and my Um, Lion King bedroom and eat bologna sandwiches and read James and the Giant Peach and I remember falling in love with this book. So when I had kids, um, something I did was take them to the library all the time, but specifically over summers because I didn't want them to lose, you know, what they had learned. And it's really, really great for kids over the summer to still be keeping up with their skills and especially reading. So I created, of course, because I'm a designer, I designed a reading chart for them. Okay, and this is what this looked like. Every day that they would read, they would write down the minutes they would read, and then at the end of the year, or at the beginning of their new school year in August, they would bring it to the meet and greet with the teacher. Yes, I was this mom. My kids came in with reading charts that were all filled out, and they gave them as like a gift to their teacher, which was really just a way for them to connect with their teacher. It wasn't like supposed to be a gift. It was more so like, hey, hey, look what I've been working, like I've been getting ready for your class. And of course the teachers were always so gracious and so sweet. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Like they really celebrated my kids reading. And so I remember the moment my daughter fell in love with reading and I actually took a picture of it. It was like a duck book that she was reading. I took a picture of it, it's on my Instagram way back when if you wanna go find it, but I have that moment safe. So we had been doing that for years and I um, I I wasn't like writing like intentionally like i had been in other seasons of my life i just i don't know like i'd always i had always been like journaling and i was a huge journaler like every time i get a notebook are you like this every time i get a notebook it gets filled within like 25 seconds it's like and i have boxes of like and of course they're labeled shout out to label makers because they're amazing they're labeled in my closet and it's like you know 2013 to 2016 journals and they're all in there and it has like sketches and designs and you know all this just journaling and journaling was something that that I did to like connect to God too and so that was the writing that I was doing I wasn't like focusing the writing in my own personal life on anything specific um in my professional life I was writing for other people professionally but I wasn't doing it like for me if that makes sense so Around this time, the kids are doing a reading chart one summer, this was in 2016, so summer of 2016, and I thought, they're at the age now where why don't I incorporate writing into their summers so that they don't lose their writing skills. So I went to the dollar store and I bought three notebooks and I still have them. And so we sat down at the kitchen table that day, and I said, Okay, we're just gonna write, like, write a story about anything. And so we took like 15 or 20 minutes, and we just sat there, really, probably closer to five, because, you know, kids have a three second attention span. But they sat down, they wrote like a little, like, paragraph. But I sat there with my black um, journal, because black is one of my favorite colors. The lack of color is my favorite color. Um, and I started writing. I started writing this story and it was really surprising to me because I just I just thought of a character and I started writing a prologue and so at the end of 15 or 20 minutes I looked at it and I thought this is really interesting like who is this what is this about this little thing that I wrote and it was um it was really it was really vague and it 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 was um it, it didn't have a lot of context was kind of like being dropped in the middle of a story if you will Uh, it was like a teaser and so I just was very curious and so um later on that evening I put the kids to bed and like I get in bed and Andre and I were not married yet we were dating and um you know I told him about my day or whatever and told him about this little story that we did and he's like oh that's cool it's probably like a page and a half in this you know is probably a little bit bigger than a five by seven book So I, um, I was laying in bed and all of a sudden this scene drops into my mind. Now I have to pause here for a moment because, um, the way that this scene dropped into my head was the same way that God speaks to me. So it was like, it was a picture and God speaks to me in pictures. So like when I'm like getting a prophetic word for someone or when i'm like listening you know to hear god in my life and story it's pictures um so this was the same it was and it was like um it was startling because i was just laying there It wasn't like oh i'm gonna think about a scene right now especially this scene it was just like way different than anything i had heard or seen or ever ever thought of in my life so i i had a moment where i thought I can either pick up my phone and write this down or I'm going to lose this. And so I thought, I'm just gonna get my phone. And I really feel like in that moment, I could have gone in two different directions with this. I really could have just rolled over and went to bed or paid attention to what was going on. So I picked up my phone, thankfully, and I wrote out the scene. And it was, again, in the middle of a story. It was not the beginning. It was definitely not the end. And there was very specific parts that made me feel like, oh my goodness, what in the world? How did this get there? Like where? what happened before this, that this part of the scene was happening? And then, and then it was the same thing with after. I was like, what happens next? And so after that day, the next day, I just thought, well, you know, I've always felt like God was calling me to write, but I always interpreted that as, the, the, the deep intellectual part of myself. And I never let myself go to like a novel or like fiction because I just, I wasn't reading those types of things in my everyday life. I was reading like business books or like spiritual books. So I wasn't like thinking about story. I was just thinking about like life and being a boss babe and being a mom and like being a better mom. And so this was that moment for me that I, the first time I thought, well, maybe I'll write novel like a fiction novel and maybe I will maybe I won't but I I just kind of want to know what happens on the beginning and the end of the story so I started setting aside 20 minutes a day to write that was it because like I was a single mom and like Andre and I were dating and then the 20 minutes turned into 40 minutes and the 20 minutes turned into 60 minutes because I just started writing and it the story just came out of me it was like It was like the same way that that one scene just dropped in and I just wrote and I wrote and I wrote and, and all of a sudden I was getting ideas for, you know, it it was crazy. Like I didn't even know what was going to happen. I felt like I have to keep going because I don't know what's going to happen and I want to know what happens next. And I had no idea. It was just like, I would just sit down and I would get picture after picture after picture. So that's how I began writing this story. And like I, you know, crossed over to the 10,000 word line and the 20,000 word line. And like I started looking at, well, how long are normal novels? Like I have no idea because I've never looked at this before. And, um, you know, it depends upon the type of novel. Like most novels are upwards of 70,000 words, but depends upon what genre. So this one day after I'd written, you know, a good, good amount, I decided that I was going to read it to the kids. And so they were playing in the living room and I started reading this story and their eyes were so wide and so excited. And then I, you know, I read a little bit and then they wanted to dress up like the characters. And it was just like this moment for me that I was like, oh my gosh, like I've given them something like really cool and amazing maybe this is supposed to be like a children's book, like a a youth fiction book. I mean, I don't know, but there was so much like richness and denseness in the story. And I started to see God in the story. I started to see how, how it was a story about really identity and what you believe about yourself. And it was just like super empowering and amazing. So the kids are acting out the characters and wanting to be different characters in the story. And I just, my heart was just like, Oh my gosh, it was overflowing, and like they were dressing up, and they wanted to know what happened next. And so it's like, oh my gosh, this is what a great thing I can write them a story, and I can help them to connect to the greatness in them, and and wouldn't that be amazing as a mom to give them a story that connected them to how amazing and incredible they are in a way that's very um, magical and beautiful, and just has a really a depth to it, and so. I kept writing and writing, and um, I I got to this moment where I remember with Andre, I, I started telling him about how I felt about this book, and I said, I feel like I, I'm pregnant with something beautiful and, uh, and incredible, and and I can't even describe what it feels like. I said, I feel like I'm carrying something here, and I don't even know what to do with it. I, I don't even know. And... And he was so supportive and so amazing. He's like, you just have to keep going. You just have to keep going. And as I would talk to him about the story, I would learn more about the characters. And I, I started dreaming about um, the different worlds I was building. And and I, I knew there was a second book. And I knew there was a third book. And I, God kept confirming all these things. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. But that night that I told Andre that I felt like I was pregnant with this dream that gosh, I really want to be like a New York Times bestselling author. Like, wouldn't that be cool if I wrote something that made an impact on people's lives? And it became this thing. And and I thought, what an accomplishment that would be to get there. And so it's filled up with all this excitement. So that night when I told him that, I had a dream that I was pregnant. And it it was exactly what I was saying to Andre. Like, if there could be a prophetic mirror the dream I had that night and I remember it clear as day and there was all these different parts and all and I was like, oh my gosh, this this book is meant to be something. And and I I was so excited about it. And like I feel myself getting choked up because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Like the balloon's about to pop, guys, but it's okay. It's okay. So um I um I had that dream and so I you know, was asking God about it. And I just thought, gosh, when I, as soon as this is done, it's just going to take off. I'd be awesome. And like, I'm going to be able to help people. And I started getting these visions of like different people that I would meet and, and just kids that I could hug and say, I'm so glad that this story mattered to you. I'm so glad that I could touch you in the story and like create something that you could escape. And like, my daughter loves reading so much and her love of reading blossomed from when she was little. And I just thought, gosh, what a gift that my kids could love this book. And it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And um, God gave me a date to finish it. And it was February 28th. And so I finished. And I was so proud of myself for this book. And like, I feel myself getting emotional right now. I was not to play crying. I never cried a podcast like this. But um, I finished the book and um i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep going um i finished the book and i was so proud of myself for finishing and like i took all these pictures and i i went and got um the book bound because i wanted a few people in my life to read it that really meant a lot to me and i wanted to have a copy of it i wanted to give it to my kids so that they could read it and you know, it's just like, hey, this is a draft, but I just wanted to have a memento of the draft. So I had it bound and um, I was waiting for it to arrive. And I remember when it arrived, I took to, I took a video of the box arriving and I was just so excited. And I took the books and I, I wrapped them up and I gave them away to who I was wanting to give them away to. And um, I never heard back from the people that I gave the books to. And um, I took that very hard. It was very hard for me because I felt like it was so important to me and it was just, I was so proud of myself and, and what I didn't realize was I was waiting for validation um, as a writer from people and it never came and that was really hard. Uh, it was really hard. And like, I I, I gave the book to other people, um, not bound. And um, I never heard back from them either, which meant they never read it. So I, I was completely and totally heartbroken. I mean, I remember crying so many times because I just felt so rejected. Because there was so much of myself that I put into this book and i had so much excitement i had these dreams and i i had you know it's just it was something that mattered so much to me and i i didn't i didn't communicate enough or i didn't realize how much it, it meant to hear back and when i didn't i felt like awful i felt like i wasn't worthy of like being a writer i felt like my story wasn't worthy i felt like uh, like all the work and thought that I had put into it didn't matter and it didn't matter to, to them and the words didn't matter to them and I, I it, it, it cut me so much and I remember um, feeling really upset because um, it, it was so hard and I, I gave the book to Laylee and she read it and I gave the book to my sister and my mom and um, I'll never forget when my sister... She said, I started reading your book to bravery. So bravery is my niece, and she's like my third child. She said, I started reading the book to bravery. And bravery was probably three or four at the time. And bravery was that child who, from the time she could speak, she started talking about the angel she could see in the room. Like she was that child. And I remember one one day she was at my house. I was babysitting her and I was changing her and she looked up at the ceiling and she goes, oh, the angels are here. And I was like, dang girl, I wish I could see like you. Like she's just that child. So she, my sister said, I was reading your book to bravery and she stops me and says, the angels are coming out of the book. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like so, I was like, what? Like that's so incredible. Like I just felt so humbled to, like, have this thing, have this story that that my daughter was reading. And I remember this one scene in the book where the main character kind of stands up for herself. And my daughter said she had a dream and she re- she had a nightmare. And she recited some of the lines from the book and the nightmare stopped. And, like, the, the 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 trauma in her dream and, like, it stopped because of a line in the book. And I just was like, it was this juxtaposing thing where I was so cut open because I wanted certain people to to come alongside me and encourage me because they had read my story and on the other side I had these kids that were being impacted by it and so I just thought I have to get over myself I have to put myself out there I have to get this book published I have to do something with this and so um, I started journaling my experience of you know what? Like I, I, I feel rejected, but I'm gonna keep going. Like I'm just gonna keep the vision in front of me. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna get this out to literally agents. Like I'm gonna do what I gotta do. And um, in the meantime, I watched all these other amazing, beautiful women that I felt so much less than as a writer. They would pop up in my newsfeed and say omg you know and a literary agent just contacted me and begged me to write a book so i thought about it and i thought okay you know i guess i'll write one and so my book's gonna come out next year and that happened multiple times and it hurt i mean it hurt because i felt like gosh like i have a book and like i i need that but i don't have that but okay i'm just gonna keep going I'm gonna keep going. This is such a raw journey for me. Like, this is so vulnerable. Like, I'm so surprised I'm even sharing this, but somebody needs to hear this. Like, somebody out there, even if it's just me, even if it's just me on the other side, and, like, when I get to the other side of this, like, I can come back to this podcast and go, girl, you didn't give up. Like, you didn't give up, and, like, you were hurt, and, like, you walked it out, and, like, I am so dang proud of myself for walking out, and this is part of walking out. So imagine... You have all of this the tools in front of you but you, you you like you can't get it to move forward and that's what I felt like and I watched all these other women touching my dream and and launching their dream and and having other people come alongside them and I battled jealousy and envy and I was just thinking I can't even get my friends to read this book not only do you have a have you have somebody begging you to write and I have this story that that I wasn't looking for and I I I wrestled so much and I started writing out this journey of pain of I have something really beautiful that I want to give but I'm I feel so rejected and the rejection didn't stop kept going because um I researched and sent out this book to 20 literary agents and finding a literary agent is kind of like a dating profile okay so you have to go find them you have to find other books that they like and then you kind of send them a pitch which is a query and you send them you like your story and you know the first however many chapters they want every literary agent is different so you spend it about an hour. Like researching, finding one, making sure that your story connects with something they might want to, to publish. Um, you have to find out do they like stories similar to your story, and then you send it out to them and hope that you hear back. So I spent 20 hours, over 45 days of researching literary agents, um, you know writing out the queries and 20, 20 different ones, some of the best ones. And slowly but surely, I got letter after letter after letter of rejection back. And um, my goal was to get more rejections than um, J.K. Rowling. And I did. Don't worry. I reached that goal. Because at least that was me trying. At least it was me showing up and saying, I I have felt so much rejection, but I'm going to keep going. And I named the folder, don't give up. I named the folder and I kept every single rejection letter, and I named it "Don't give up, so that every time that I moved the letter into the folder, I reminded like, "Don't give up, like keep going, like it doesn't matter. and I would I would listen to stories of other people that struggled and that um, it felt like they didn't struggle like I was struggling, like it did it felt like they didn't they didn't hit the walls that I was hitting. but I kept trying, and I remember this moment where I had had a couple conversations where I shared my dream with people that um I shouldn't have and the reason that I say I shouldn't have was because I wasn't protecting my heart from what I was going to get back and I got back um more more rejection I was like oh my gosh like that's why I said the balloon's about to pop um I got back more rejection I, I had people listen to my big dream and um and their response to me was, you, you don't know how to write a bestseller. And um, without ever reading anything that I, and not you know hearing anything about the story, it just was an assumption of fail. And so um, I, um, I gave up for a very long time. It was a lot to deal with all of that, among other stuff that was going on in my life. And um, it took 2018. It took failing a lot. And you guys have been listening to my story and you've been listening with some of the things that I've been dealing with. Um, It took 2018 to bring me to the very end of myself to realizing if I never succeed, quote unquote, If I never become what a successful writer is in this world, am I okay with that? Um, Even though it's a dream of mine, would I still write even if that never happened? And the answer is yes. And um, so I, I was brave enough to come back to my story. Um... Probably about six months ago, I came back to the story and I, or maybe it was a, a year ago, oh, maybe six months ago. I started rewriting it because I've, I, I was starting re, I started to rewrite it because I didn't think the story was good enough. <clears throat> and then I stopped. I'm like crying and like all this kind of stuff over here. Sorry, but I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that the emotions here because you know, it's real. And when the triumph comes, you can be right there with me in that excitement too. But I started rewriting it and um, I started rewriting it because I felt like I wasn't good enough. And I started trying insanely hard to be a really good writer with the story and to to look at it differently. And um, what I didn't realize was in the process of the last three years, you know, writing all the time for my clients, I was becoming be- a better writer. I was becoming a better communicator. And I didn't realize that my skill as a writer was changing and I was changing as a woman. And and so when I came back to the story six months ago, I started reworking it. And then um, and then about two months ago, because I had started rewriting it and then I stopped for a while again. And this has been a stop and start story. Like, And I wish I was one of those people that could say, I believed in it every second, but that would be a complete lie i didn 't believe in it i didn 't believe in myself. I gave up like I got hurt, I got trampled underneath other people that stopped pursuing their dreams, and so they they didn 't inspire me and didn 't encourage me in my own and i wasn 't surrounded by people who believed in this i, I didn 't surround myself with people who said. Julie remember how God told you to write remember you're supposed to write are you writing like I wasn't held accountable to my greatness and I wasn't surrounding myself with people who was who were who were holding me accountable to my greatness and so I can tell you unassuredly that this story was was continued because the belief of my husband and the belief of my children and the belief of my family, like they came alongside of me and encouraged me and inspired me and held me accountable to my greatness. But I wish I could tell you there were other people that did that. And there's a few, there's a few, there's a few, few and far between, but in general, the majority have not. And I had to own that pain and walk that pain out and walk it out alone and come out on the other side and say, that is okay. And when the story is on the bookshelf, I know who to thank when I'm receiving my Oscars. I know who those people are because they're there and they're real and they're amazing. But in any case, I stopped writing the story And it took me coming to the very end of myself and being extremely unhappy with a lot of different things in my life to realize if something was going to happen to me, what would I want to do every day until the end? And the one thing I knew was writing. So I went back to the story and reread the rewriting. And I said, I have to come at this now. I have to come at this with the woman that I am now. And so I started rewriting it again. And I sat there with the words and the characters and I wrestled with it, not feeling not good enough. I wrestled with it because I knew I could tell the story in a better way because I know who I am and I know what I'm about. So I'm sitting here. With 23 of the pages rewritten. And I'm so dang proud of myself. And I just like, I I feel like when this is done, like when this story is done, I have a story that birthed the story. And it's different from anybody else's that I've ever heard or read. Or I, you know, I studied the story of these amazing authors that that impacted culture and inspired people with their literary masterpieces. And I can say assuredly, my story is not like theirs. And I tried so hard so that my story would sound like theirs, so that my story of writing, it would be as simple and as profound as theirs. And it's not, it was way more messy. And there was so much growing up that I did and so much confronting that I did and and so much pain that I walked through because I, created something and I was, I, I was trying to rise on the accolades of people reading it. And so I fell when I didn't have it. And now I have this story that I want to reread and that I want to, um, to have a part of, of my life. And I realize it's so incredibly freeing because I'm not looking for validation from anyone. I, I'm so excited about it because I love it. And I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of myself for getting there. And so I wanted to share this story with you today because I don't know what dream you have. I don't know what dream you're carrying. I don't know what dream you have that's been rejected by somebody else. I don't know who you spoke death over your dream because somebody else saw death in their own life over their dreams. But I want you to know That sometimes what we see as rejection is really God protecting something that is so intrinsically valuable. It's God separating. And that's what I realized about this story is that what felt like rejection was really protection. It was really guarding something that was so intrinsically valuable to God because it's valuable to me. And I second-guessed even the way I first told the story. And should I retell it? Am I am I taking something that was God's and putting my own spin on it? Am I am I hurting something that God has in mind? Am I trying to you know put my own fingerprints on it? And I realized that God is so much bigger than me screwing up something that He gave me. Like I really believe that God wants to co-author dreams and creativity with us. And so when He gives us a framework, which I feel like that's what the Their story was a framework he gives us the freedom to say what do you want to do with this how do you want to take your dna that i gave you and make it even more amazing and so i tell you this i don't have a literary agent i don't have a publisher i don't have anyone who's even read this this second version yet andre hasn't even read the second well this is the third version i had another friend who read the second version and she was so incredibly encouraging shout out to that friend because she really picked me up in a moment where i just needed someone to believe in me that wasn't andre and so i'm so incredibly grateful for her because she was so encouraging to me but andre hasn't even read this this version There's a part of me that wants to invite, like, some of you in my podcasters to read it. But I'm like, oh man, do I wait? I don't know. Maybe there's a couple that I'll just pick out and I'll give, like, you know, access to it so that you guys can read it. But um, I know what it's like to have a dream and to feel like I'm watching that dream get crushed and rejected. And so I hope if nothing else that this story gives you hope to revitalize that dream and to rise up in the middle of your dream and take ownership again in your dream, even if it's been rejected, even if somebody said, you shouldn't do it, you should stop, you're terrible at it. If you have something that's inside of you and it won't go away, pay attention to that. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this time where you can turn towards this incredible thing that God gave to you that's meant for you. And don't let anybody else's Lack of honor to what God's given you stop you from keep moving it forward. You never know what God can bring out of that dream. And you never know what God's gonna birth in the middle of a journey. And you never know how your journey is gonna inspire and impact somebody else. This is why our stories are so incredibly impactful. And yes, I'm talking about a story that I wrote, a story with characters and with language and with the world and and with just profound um, concepts in it. I mean, I would I would liken this story, Andre actually likened this story to The Lord of the Rings or The Shack or The Chronicles of Narnia. Like if, if you imagine a book that's mixed up of all of that, um It's like that. It has so much depth to it, but you'll miss it if you're not paying attention. So I just want to implore you with this podcast to not miss this moment. Those dreams that have pain connected to them, that have rejection connected to them, that that had something happen to them that hurt you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that someone couldn't steward that dream with you. I'm sorry that when you shared and you had so much excitement that somebody told you that it wasn't, you weren't good enough. Like, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry that they didn't, they were not your midwife in the middle of that moment when you needed a doula to stand alongside of you and say, I'm gonna be with you to support you birthing that dream. I am sorry that happened to you. And I'm emotional right now because our dreams deserve nothing nothing less than to have someone stand alongside of us and say, I believe in you. Girl, you got to breathe through it. Girl, you're going to make it. Girl, you got to name that dream. And that's what vision is in our life. Vision is naming that dream and saying, I see you dream. I know what your name is. I know what your name is. I know what you feel like. I know how to describe you. I know. I know you. And I am not going to give up in the middle of the journey until this dream is outside of me. Until this dream that's on the inside of me is on the outside of me. And I'm not going to let anybody tell me I'm not pregnant with a dream. I'm not pregnant with a promise. And I remember in the middle of my moment, I remember crying out to God and I said, Please send me an Elizabeth. Send me an Elizabeth who is also pregnant with a promise because when Mary got pregnant with Jesus, the first thing that she did was she went to somebody else who was pregnant with a promise. And I don't know what that did to her emotionally, but I remember my moment of feeling pregnant with this dream, and I just begged God for an Elizabeth. And so if I'm your Elizabeth, I'm so grateful. Like, oh gosh, I'm crying, like real tears. I am so grateful if this is your Elizabeth. I am so incredibly grateful if I get to be your Elizabeth, because I know what it's like to be pregnant with a promise and have people try and abort the promise in me and they almost succeeded. And I know they didn't do it on purpose. I know they didn't do it on purpose. I know they didn't, but it almost happened. And I I know that this moment is for someone and that's why I say, please, please let me know if this is you because I understand that our stories carry things in them. So your story, even your story of quitting on yourself, even your story of failing, even your story of feeling like I'm never gonna make it, it will never happen for me, there's still hope in that because I'm sitting here in my chair today with my coffee and my unicorn cup and I'm sitting here with a story that hasn't been published, that doesn't have a literary agent, that I gave up on a thousand times, that people told me that I wasn't good enough to write, that nobody would read and I'm telling you, it's not over. And on the other side of this is bigger things than I can ever imagine possible. And I know that because God's told me that, because I've heard through other people little bits and pieces of the story that's on the other side of this moment. And so if I can give something back to you in this moment that lets you reconnect with your hope again, it was all freaking worth it. And I've always said in the middle of my worst moments of my story and the things that I've walked through and the things that I, I don't share publicly. If I can help one person, I would walk through it all again. So as somebody who's gone through an immense pain while carrying this dream, from one dreamer to another, name it and let let the right people come alongside of you. And don't belittle your dreams in the middle of your journey because nobody believes in you. Cause I can tell you the most important belief that you can have in the middle of your journey to your promise, in the middle of your journey to the things that God's put inside of you is your belief. Because if you don't believe, you will stop it. And even if you have stopped it, even if you have given up like me, forgive yourself. Girl, pick yourself up off the ground. It is okay that you are afraid. It's okay that you stopped. It's okay that you failed. It's okay that you cried. It's okay that you got rejected. It is okay. But do not let anything stop you from taking another step through the valley. Because you never know who you are going to be an Elizabeth to. So. Let this be this moment, girl. You know I'm talking to you, and whenever you need to replay this, you know where the pep talk is, okay? So thank you so much for listening. Gosh, like, crying out podcast, that's what we do now. We're just crying out podcast. I will let you know, and I will keep you posted. And my goodness, if you are that person that on the other side of this gets my story in your hand, and it, does something to you i will be a hot mess on the floor and i'll just record the entire podcast i'll be crying my eyes out with other people reading this because that is the greatest gift like that would be the most amazing like i'm not gonna cry again that would julie ah that would be the most incredible gift to like have support of of you and just gosh like ah, okay so here we are the end of the podcast thank you so much for listening and if you know somebody who needs this pep talk girl you know what to do send share uh leave me a note too because gosh i need it because i need encouragement y'all know i need encouragement up in this place in this podcast love 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 i gosh i want to support your dreams tell me what they are name them and i will stand right alongside you and we will walk this out together so i cannot wait till we chat again and i will talk to you again soon my crazy amazing dreamers you got this girl okay okay Okay. Much love. Like, I feel like I need to say, I love you right now. I need to hug you and say, I love you. (gasps) Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. No, really. Bye. Okay. All right. All right. Bye.